Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. Shut up, Barry. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even say anything that time. <laughs> By the way, it's Barry with a B. Some girl on Twitter was like, every time you say Mary's name, it sounds like you're saying Barry. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's almost like that's my name. It's Barry. But anyway, I'm, I'm really, really excited about this week's well, episode. Well, nobody cares, Barry. All right. I'm so excited about this week's episode. <laughs> Because we have a comedy duo who will knock your socks off. And you're welcome. Because I know you were wearing socks with Birkenstocks and that's a literal federal offense. Anyway, we got John Early and Kate Berlant. They are comedians, writers, all-around stars. They have their own surreal comedy web series on Vimeo called 555. And they're in TV shows like Netflix's The Characters and Search Party on TBS. Also, John Early just officiated Amy Schumer's wedding in character as Vicky. It's all very strange. And delightful. Sadly, we did the interview before those pictures came out, so we did not get to ask him about it. But still. But before we get to their interview, we've got our regularly scheduled programming of Worst Things First, the shittiest news of the week, and our deep dive. And this week, we're diving deep into the Olympics. And by diving deep into the Olympics, I mean that I'll be putting on my glittery skin-tight onesie, lacing up my ice skates, sitting at my computer and photoshopping my face onto all the figure skaters' best routines. I'm going for the gold. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's get on with the show. All right. Worst things first. Here are some shit stories that will haunt you this week. First, we got a woman in Connecticut who was arrested for shitting in the cul-de-sac of a small town. Three times. 
third time's the charm. <laughs> On three separate occasions, people were finding a big load of shit in the middle of a cul-de-sac <laughs> in East Granby, Connecticut. I don't like the word cul-de-sac. Oh, see, I grew up on a cul-de-sac, so it's very... I bet you did! Did I bet you did! (laughs) So after the second mysterious shitting, police set up a motion-activated camera... And then the third time the woman came around, they rec- they like caught her car, and she pulled up to deposit shit number three. They were like, "Gotcha!" I wonder what drew her to that cul-de-sac. Well, she told authorities that she uh, is lactose intolerant, but sometimes she just can't help eating dairy. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's got a shit and then she can't make it home. Is there like a Dairy Queen within a mile radius? I bet. Honestly, Probably. that is a hero's excuse. Yeah. I have nothing but respect for my president, <laughs> the woman who shits in the cul-de-sac in Connecticut because she can't stop eating cheese. Uh, what a hero, Seriously, honestly. yeah. Next, a lawyer in Germany is living the dream and by dream I mean nightmare. Because a stalker, who is possibly a disgruntled former client, is sending him hundreds of unwanted pizza deliveries. Hundreds. Hundreds? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The lawyer said, it's so irritating, I don't even get my work done anymore. (laughs) First of all, if you can't get your work done because of food deliveries, like, I would never do anything, okay? Because my life is pretty much 75% food deliveries, okay? 100 pizza deliveries, that's like a week in my life. (laughs) Fun fact, I've never ordered pizza in New York. Never once. The lawyer said sometimes notices about the first deliveries of the day start popping up on his phone during his morning shower. (laughs) This man, (laughs) this poor German lawyer... He's just trying to go about his day, wash his dick in the morning, and he's getting fucking notifications on his phone saying the first pizza delivery is on its way. Can you imagine living in that kind of terror? <laughs> you can't even get through your shower. But, and, and you're like, great, the first pizza of the day. <laughs> first of 99 more. I guess lucky for him, he doesn't actually have to pay for them because they're, he didn't order them, but it's the pizza parlors... I don't like calling pizza parlors parlors. I don't like that. I don't like that word. Anyway, unfortunately for them, it's the pizza parlors that are incurring all of the losses. You would think that the pizza parlors at some point would be like, oh, it's this guy ordering his 99th pizza of the day. Maybe we should call and see if he actually ordered it. Oh, we've been missing a very big part of this, which is that it's not like he's getting New York pizza delivered to him. He's getting German pizza. You don't know how good German pizza is. I German have no idea. Is closer to, Germany is closer to Italy. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, the quality of pizza is dependent upon the proximity to Italy. All right, whatever. Look it Belisai. up. The funniest part of this is that lately the stalker has change shit up and has started to order sushi, sausage, and Greek food. So at a certain point, I think you just give in. Right. That's like when you have that variety. Right. I would love it if someone (laughs) ordered my food so I didn't have to make the decision of what to order. I waste 75% of my time trying to figure out what I'm going to order for, for dinner because I do order dinner every night. Yes, you do. And finally, 
A pastor in Pennsylvania who was found with a naked guy tied up in the passenger seat of his car was like, guess what, guys? It's not what it looks like. But guess what? It was exactly what it looked like. (laughs) Although I don't know what that's supposed to look like. Basically, (laughs) A good time. Oh, uh, I don't think it was an underage child or anything. Was it consensual? Well, that is the question. (laughs) So the pastor was found in the backseat of the car while the other guy was completely naked and bound with nylon rope in the front seat. Just your typical arrangement. And then according to the police report, the pastor told officers when they found him that they were, quote, just playing around and that they, quote, meet up time to time to play with each other and that the other guy was said it was consensual. So just a couple of dudes having a good time, tying one another up with rope in the car. Also one of them is a pastor. But then the pastor was like, that conversation never happened. I never said that. I was counseling a young man with a drug problem, the pastor said. It did turn strange, but it wasn't my doing, okay? (laughs) So he tied himself up with nylon rope. Um, He went on, and I was adamant that I am not participating in that way. And so that's when the police pulled up and they assume things, but I'm standing by my story. It's not true. And he went on to explain that he and his wife had been working with the guy for a few years and they've tried to get him help. Um... And then he said, I won't deny that he began to take his clothes off and proposition me, but I will deny on a stack stack of Bibles with God as my witness that I did nothing. So what is the truth? You know what? I can't count the number of times that I have looked over in my car and been like, (laughs) fuck, how did this man take off his clothes and tie himself up? It happens so much. (laughs) And then I'm like, God damn it, I have to stop drinking <laughs> the Chaco Bell drive through because crazy shit happens. Yeah. And that's it for Worst Things First. Now grab your fancy torch and let's pass it on like they do in that ceremony that I never watch because it's like eight hours long. And all I care about is that one guy from that one country who is shirtless and he oils himself up while he carries the torch. That's all I want. That's all I want. So anyway, let's light it up and dive deep into the Olympics. Olympics. Fitted sheets. Ready thighs. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. dive. All right, let's face it. The Olympics are dumb, right? Because why? They're too easy. Too easy. Oh, oh, you could ride a sled down a fancy ice tube. (laughs) Oh, you could fall down the side of a mountain with big flaps of plastic tied to your feet. (laughs) Oh, oh, you could dance on the ice. Who cares? You are nobody. Literal Olympians. (laughs) They are Olympians. (laughs) Except, I guess, for being some of the greatest athletes in the world, but whatever. One time, I ran down the street. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
I decided to put together a list of things that should be Olympic sports because, listen, I like a good healthy competition, you know? And I think we need true challenges for true Americans. So, the following is a list of activities that should be Olympic sports. Bum, 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 bum. The first activity that should be an Olympic sport is competitive sheet folding, motherfucker. <laughs> because I've never, never successfully folded a fitted sheet. Relatedly, a related activity, these could be maybe a triathlon. Mm. Fold the fitted sheet, put the duvet in the duvet cover, and then wash your sheets more often than like six months. That's the Olympic event. It spans a year. <laughs> Listen, it involves endurance. It involves basic human hygiene. <laughs> Some of us struggle with these things. Fine motor skills. I will say that getting the duvet in the duvet cover is one of my one skills. Next event, buttering toast without ripping a hole in the middle of it. Impossible. Impossible. Nearly impossible, except with very precise skill, especially if the butter is hard. Here's how the event goes. You roll up to the restaurant in a chariot. You get out. You sit at the table with a white tablecloth. And the waiter brings over a piece of toast and then a rock-hard piece of whoa, butter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you do? Sit on the butter for 10 seconds to warm it up a little bit. Get it a little melty. Don't give out secrets. Oh. I was at a restaurant recently, and someone ordered pancakes, and then I watched because we had the hard things of butter, which should be illegal also. Yeah. Don't keep your butter frozen rock hard and then give it to me Absolutely like a fucking not. rock. But they put it, you put it the packet in between the cakes for like 15 <gasps> seconds, and then chef's kiss. It comes out perfectly. Next! Talking on the phone with a customer service representative for more than 60 seconds without ripping out a single one of your hairs. Nose, head, or pubis. Listen, if you can get through one phone call with the customer service representative without punching at least one hole in your wall, you're a fucking Olympian. Next, eating a burrito without getting all of the burrito ingredients all over your naked chest hair because you're eating the burrito without a shirt and also on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard event. That's that is. That's a hard event. Have you once successfully eaten a burrito without everything falling everywhere immediately? No. No, it's nobody has. No. Almost nobody has. You have to train for that. Next, heating a Hot Pocket to the perfect temperature so that the inside is just as hot as the outside and not a bubbling, molten, <laughs> gelatinous lava eruption of fire. Because that's what always happens. You heat it up, and then the outside is still kind of cold, and then you bite into that shit, and it's like you chomped on Satan's dick. It takes the right amount of skill to puncture the hot pocket in the right places so as to ventilate the object whilst it is in the heating apparatus. There's skill involved. Oh, oh, you're a chef and you never cook with the microwave? Well, enjoy your tongue that isn't scarred from the number of times that you've eaten a spoonful of SpaghettiOs and fucking just ripped off the top layer. 
Next, carrying a full cup of coffee from the kitchen to the couch without spilling it everywhere. Impossible. Again, almost impossible. Oh, 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 Usain Bolt can fucking run for 10 seconds across the track. Try carrying a fucking hot as shit coffee that's filled all the way up to the brim when your hands are shaky because you've been up all night because you haven't slept in a fucking week. That's impossible. But I can do it. Next, cooking the correct amount of rice for the number of people consuming said rice. Nearly an impossible task. It takes skill. It takes precision. It takes measurement. It takes pouring. It takes waiting for water to boil. Oh, you have three people over for dinner. How about three cups of rice? Bam! No, you've cooked an entire country's worth of rice. (laughs) And now everybody is drowning in rice. Your entire apartment is full of rice. All of your furniture is ruined. Children are crying somewhere. (sighs) Next! Speaking of boiling water, dropping raviolis into a pot of boiling water without scalding yourself. That's terrifying. It's genuinely terrifying. It takes an Olympic spirit to drop even one raviol into a pot of boiling water. That splatter splashes in your eye, splashes on your dick, on your labia. Next! Competitive explaining the internet to an old person. Try that, fucking Olympians. Oh, oh, you can fucking ride around an ice track. Congratulations. My grandma doesn't know how to use a fucking DVD player (laughs) in 2018. Try explaining that. Next. Peeling off one of those barcode stickers and not leaving any sticky residue. Why do they do that? Honestly, we need this as an Olympic sport just so that we have people to show us how to do it. Next, watching an hour-long TV show without checking your phone a single time. Ooh, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Real challenge. Next, actually just sleeping all the way through the night without having to get up to pee or waking up because you're worried you forgot to delete your browser history even though you live alone. But still, what if you died in your sleep and then someone had to go through your apartment and they find all that weird stuff you keep in your closet? What? (laughs) Next, riding the subway in New York without wanting to kill yourself. (laughs) They need this Olympic event. Everybody in New York gets on a train and then whoever is the last one alive... (laughs) wins the Olympics. (laughs) Sure, eight million people will die, but one person will emerge as the winner. And that's what counts. That's what the Olympics are for. Next! Being in the same room as a dog, but not being allowed to pet it. You just have to look at it. Nope, I would would not. I'm not even eligible. (laughs) I would win that. You would. It depends on the dog. I mean, in this case, an Olympic sport, it would be the best dog. (laughs) And you wouldn't be able to touch it. But I have an ability to look a dog in the face and be like, I don't fucking care about you. Next! Actually reading an entire magazine from start to finish. And you're including medical ads where it's like two whole pages of fine print. And the tiny pieces of paper that always fall out on the ground. You have to pick that up and read that, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, a big challenge. Big challenge. Um, Next, flossing. That's just competitive flossing. And by that, you just have to floss, and then you're a winner. Next, competitive Instagram stalking. I got this one on lock. You know what I did? Found our Airbnb person in a matter of seconds. (laughs) I 
had a hot waiter at a restaurant here in New York, and it took me two weeks, but I found his oh, Instagram. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. This is 100% true. I found it, and I was disappointed in myself. <laughs> I was like, this is weird that I found this. <laughs> Next, competitive eating at McDonald's after midnight, especially in New York City. That is dangerous. <laughs> You know, because a part of what gives the Olympics their allure is that you don't know. Sometimes things might go wrong. You know, there's that hint of, I can't do this because if I did it, I would die. Yeah. But they can do it and survive in a superhuman way. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about eating at McDonald's after midnight (laughs) in New York City. A regular person couldn't do that. I can do that because I am what? Strong. (laughs) Next. Taking off your pants after a long, hot day. Just competitive pant removal. Picture opening up an old ham. Just an old, like, turkey that has that really tight butterball <laughs> wrapping. And then you cut one end out, and then you turn it upside down, and you just hear that. That's what it's like when I take my pants off, and that's what I want to see on the Olympics. <laughs> a bunch of hot people with big thighs taking off their pants quickly. And finally, competitive killing the spider in my kitchen. Mostly I want to just train a bunch of Olympic athletes <laughs> to be good at spider killing so I can hire them to come to my house and kill the goddamn spider. Charlotte Who? I don't give a fuck. Salutations this dick, Charlotte. So anyway, if anybody on the Olympic Committee would like to take any of these suggestions seriously, you can find my number probably somewhere on the internet. Or come check me out. I'll be at the McDonald's after midnight if you can survive. And that's it for our deep dive. Next up, we got a cute little interview where you actually won't know if John Early and Kate Berlant will be telling the truth most of the time. But whatever, you're going to be laughing so hard, you won't even care. I am very excited to welcome our two guests today to Unhappy Hour, John Early and Kate Berlant. And I would love it if you two could introduce one another. So, John, if you wanted to introduce Kate to our audience. Absolutely. Hi, everyone. This is Kate Berlant. She's my best friend. Uh, She is half Spanish and half Jewish. And, uh, And a whole lot of laughs. (laughs) <laughs> okay, and then Kate, how how would you introduce John? And John Early is, uh, I would say, just hovering on the outskirts of 5'5". Five five. Oh, I know you're what? taller what? than that. <laughs> I'm 5'10". I'm 5'10". Okay. I'm very excited to have here with us gay comedian John Early weighing <laughs> in at a whopping 150-something pounds. Very generous. I don't know how much you weigh, but you're svelte gorgeous, and I'm happy to have you here, kid. That's perfect. I think you both covered everything gorgeous. that I would say, except for the fact that you are comedians, you're writers, actors— for everybody that doesn't know, you are in your incredible web series on Vimeo called 555, in Search Party on TBS. Um, 
So those are those are all the basics, Great. right? Yeah. yeah, you got it. So we like to start by asking all of our guests, what is one thing that you hate that everybody else loves? And you can answer individually or together. Maybe you have the same answer. Okay, one, two, three. Ciabatta. Ciabatta. <laughs> okay, you have to explain. Is it so, the word? No, 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 absolutely not. It's the, it's the bread itself. We, okay. we and I, I would argue maybe the culture around ciabatta. It's ciabatta-based culture. We found a um, right. We often drive by on Sunset a place called ciabatta, ciabatta Bar. <laughs> it's called Ciabatta Bar. It's by the ArcLight where we go every two days. And uh-huh. I actually called Ciabatta Bar out of fury because I didn't understand what Ciabatta Bar was. Because it, it makes it sound like some sort of like thing where it's like you choose your Ciabatta and then like and then you choose your dip. Your dip. We have a tapenade and a pesto uh, and a pesto. So that's it actually. And so I called and it went like straight to voicemail or I started laughing at home. Oh out. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, Ciabatta, I think we're both tired. There, first of all, as a bread, it's just oily you know what I'm talking about? It, there's like an oil coat. It's puffed up on top. Right. And there's like the granulations like from like the mill in which it was produced, which we all know there is no mill. <laughs> it's a brutal factory. And so there's like faux mill grit. Yes. And then it's puffed. And oh it's my God, been you're in, absolutely right. It's been injected with like 14 like industrial tires that were popped. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like chemical infusion yeah. to create bubbles of flavor bubbles where there should be flavor but where there isn't there's just the lack of any kind of yeastiness or any yeah. kind of whatever you want from bread you're not going to find it at ciabatta unless you're at an airport and you're <laughs> miserable unless it's the worst day of your life yeah. ciabatta is not appropriate <laughs> also just like obviously the thickness of the bread itself prevent like you there is not a vegetable or a meat that is strong enough to penetrate the like the, <laughs> the dull wall. blanket that is ciabatta. Yeah, it's like whatever you have on it, it's ciabatta. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, are you trying to mask the ciabatta with the turkey club? Because at the end of the day, it's ciabatta day. <laughs> And that's what's so funny. It's like if it's gonna lean so hard into the bread, like if if all you're gonna taste is the bread. That's fine. Make it a good bread. bread. Make it a exactly. baguette. Make it a rustic peasant. I would love. rather have butter on ciabatta yeah. than a pretend experience with other sandwich add-ons. Yeah, absolutely. I just love that your your passion for it got so intense that you actually called the ciabatta restaurant to express it. <laughs> I, know. I know. I wanted to protest what they were doing. <laughs> right. Although I will say now I kind of want some ciabatta, I, which well, I know is you're counter- just I mean, if you yeah. talk about, yeah, if you talk about any bread long enough... The, the desire for it is going to come up. Yeah. Um, so this is probably the question that I, I would imagine that you hate the most, but how did you two meet? Oh, we love that Tell question. Tell us the whole story. I was really into swinging. And, um... <laughs> and I was hosting a key party. <laughs> uh, no, no. We met On doing... Facebook, we, let's be honest. I mean, essentially Facebook. Yeah. Like, yeah, we... I had been told by an ex-boyfriend or, you know, a current boyfriend careful. at that time. Careful, <laughs> careful, careful, that That I would love Kate's work. We had these mutual friends that were always trying to kind of put us together. And, I mean, they were at least trying to put me together with you. Yeah. And then 
and then I never, you know, I never believe what I'm being told. <laughs> and uh, and then I um, was doing a stand-up show that she was on, and I was very new in stand-up, and Kate was very established, and I was absolutely... I was touring. I was That's doing not Madison true. Square Garden. No. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, but I was truly in shock, and, and then I messaged her and was like... I, I just, you know, was, like, messaging one of the greats, and then she had, thank God, seen a short I had made. And then yes. we did a short film together. But the moment we met, I remember very clearly, because you grabbed my arm. Yeah, as I at was, the show. At, as at I Jimmy's was 43. Yeah. And I remember thinking, this kid's got balls grabbing me down here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I had no idea that would be my partner. <laughs> and then we did this short film where we spent the entire day together on set, and we were screaming, laughing the whole time, and... Went home and work. texted till like four a.m. Yeah, and then and then we then the very next night it was like, well, should we just hang out? And yeah. we and then we just hung out uninterrupted for two years. Yeah, absolutely. John basically <laughs> John Beautiful. slept John slept in my bed like most nights of the week. Yeah, truly. And I would I would go right. back to my apartment once I ran out of underwear. <laughs> but before then, I had prop underwear yeah. at my house, and so John. <laughs> Would wear my prop underwear, and then when she had like a would... bag of Hanes white underwear that yeah. she used in like a, a performance, yeah. And, and yeah, and once that ran out, I would go home. <laughs> sounds it sounds you know like like how most relationships go exactly. Yeah. It was very romantic. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into some of the stuff that you guys hate or dislike. Cause that's the theme of our show. What would you say is the worst thing that someone could walk up to you on the street and say? <laughs> oh, oh, my, my God. God. Are you Weird Al to me? <laughs> <laughs> How many times has that happened? If, because you have an answer. It is I like have... people on Twitter are like like – the alt-right, that's like their number one insult Well, to my favorite thing, but I love this. I retweeted it. Someone called me Weird Al Skank-a-Bitch. And I was like, that's absolutely oh, no. incredible. I actually, not to brag, I know Al. He's so sweet. He really is. He though. really is. Um, I've only met him through you. But I truly could be his child. It's crazy. It, you really And I've seen Weird Al and thought it was me. <laughs> Like in, in like images, I'm like, is that Weird Al on a surfboard in this promo image, or is it me? Oh my god, that's funny. I think for me, so the worst thing someone could say to me on the street it was, "I hated your dinner party." Yeah, like I didn't have fun at your party. The chicories were overdone. <laughs> so speaking of food, what what is the worst food mm. that someone could order? Oh my god, in front of you at a restaurant. First of all. If Besides I, ciabatta. Of course. <laughs> if I ever in my life, if I see another beet salad with goat cheese. Oh, my God. I, I will know. burn down your establishment. <laughs> in the absence of imagination, we have goat cheese. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> the, these three shall never appear. Arugula, beets, goat cheese. Oh, oh, oh. And walnuts. That that's what I was about to say is a salad with goat cheese and walnuts, Candied and then some walnuts. sort of and then some sort of a sweet like a craisin. Oh yeah, is hell. <laughs> that is the worst kind of salad. Absolutely. I think beets are like objectively the worst food ever, but okay, well, careful. <laughs> <laughs> but I I agree about the beet salad. But do you have a, a worse food, John? This is like a well tread topic, but like I just I I am so in shock when people are like, "Would you like to add an egg?" <laughs> 
<laughs> to dishes where it's like, uh, what? To a burger? I did like, ooh. I, or yeah, just yeah. throwing an egg, throwing an egg with like a runny yolk on top of a salad. A or six like minute a, egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. The, 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 there's an epidemic in LA of like the six minute egg being a side dish that's six dollars. It's crazy. <laughs> right. You took one egg. That is such bullshit. Because a six minute egg is beautiful and I eat eggs a lot. But you can make it at home for 30 cents. Yeah, yeah. Right. Less. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about uh, dancing for a second um, because mm. you each have, uh, I would say, you each have the dance in you. Uh, I don't know if you're absolutely right. Right. Thank okay, you. good. We're incredible dancers. <laughs> How? <laughs> Talk to me about your, like your history with dancing. How did, did your your kind of comfort, I guess, in dancing in funny ways come about? I just want to say before we answer that these are incredible questions. I, know, I don't think God. we've ever been asked better questions. <laughs> I know, I'm, not I I'm sure. I'm sure Everyone's you say like, that to what everybody. Is? Yeah. No, I swear no, to God. You you can go through the dance. No, it's really true. Thank you. Yeah, I've been dancing for I've been dancing for so long. Yeah. Like you too. Oh, absolutely. Like since we were tiny. But like no, like I would say that we, did you ever take any formal dance classes? I took as like a little kid dance classes, yeah. Yeah. I took, well I I do have a very kind of tortured relationship to dancing because I was like, I remember when I was in eighth grade and the, the high school that was connected to my middle school, they had a dance program and I went to see the the concert, what a dance concert I guess is what you call it recital and um these like it was like all high school girls and they all choreographed their own stuff and it was like all like modern and i was and i'd never really even seen modern dance before and i was like absolutely blown away and like deeply moved and i was like i have to do that but i'm a boy like what do i do yeah and then i and then i just like for like freshman and sophomore year of high school like the dance program continued to exist alongside of me and like and then I and I finally just my junior year in high school I was like I'm doing it and I like did the dance program I was like the only boy and like did the concerts and like fully pushed through my anxieties about it and like truly did like I choreographed modern dances you're incredible (laughs) and if the videos ever come out I will Literally, slowly walk into the Hudson. You River just reminded you just remind you just reminded me that I took a modern dance class and I did a performance to Ani DeFranco's "Amazing Grace." <laughs> <laughs> and, by, and by the way, I literally remember. Isn't it amazing how dance is like neurologically in your brain? Yeah, like yeah, in your body. I remember a certain move from it so clearly. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, also, I have a memory when I first went to college as a freshman. I took ballet as an elective to like not have to do real work. <laughs> and I loved it. And one day we were doing, I don't even know what it was called, not a jeté, but like some move in big groups across the big leaps. Big leaps. And the teacher goes, Kate, everyone watch Kate. And oh, by the way, my, my heart soared through the top of my head. I was like, I am a god. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, watch Kate, go. All eyes on me, I fail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, too hard. but in that moment that the teacher... Thought me, yeah. a meager freshman. That you, that you have a natural that, grace without the training. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm obsessed with my own grace. Well, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Kate and I do both have very kind of intuitive, like like we're, we've dabbled, of course, in these tra- in training that we've just admitted to now on air. But I do think <laughs> that we, um, I do think that we both really just because we are natural uh, jesters and mimickers we we have been able to kind of pick up dance through like watching Absolutely. and we can like we can really do lots of different styles we also just like pure fun dance like like we we've gone out and had like true nights of dancing to like 
Oh, yeah. And people, by the way, are always like, are you guys professionals? (laughs) (laughs) People stop us on the way out. And we're like, no. (laughs) But, yeah, I will. It is like it is a true. It's a beautiful form of intimacy when you can, like, dance and not feel self-conscious around a friend. I know. Yeah. This is a, a wild left turn. I can't wait. <laughs> what types of things do you hate most about what is on TV right now? Like what? A- Ooh, that's a great mm. question. Yeah. How much day. time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. I think comedies we- that aren't funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I. There's a lot here. I mean, I think comedies that aren't funny, especially kind of like auteur television comedy that's so like up its own ass, just like so like daring formally but like literally is like gutless and laughless <laughs> um i think i think a lot of people our age do a lot of the kind of like caustic banter just like a lot of a lot of people our mm-hmm. age make shows about friends that just like hate each other yeah i think like <laughs> in this weird way like a negativity yeah yeah there's such a there's like this no yeah. fantasy like for me i'm like yeah so lately i feel more like escapism and not in the way of like dragons because I could care less about dragons but just like well I care a little bit but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like um you can do I think John like it's like you can do anything you want potentially you can make whatever you want yes and instead we're we're, we're living in this like moment of like everyone has a platform everyone has a camera and so like it is just repeatedly it's so confusing that people can literally do anything and they all choose to sit on a couch on a sofa like a ratty sofa that's on the street and talk about kale and talk about kale that's like literally (laughs) that's where everyone's imagination stops yeah yeah it no and no one's fantasizing beyond that no one's like like, offer a different world yeah yes that's we hate banter just to get more specific we hate banter about like the 90s there's a there's yeah. like a nostalgia nostalgia but hell. not in this, yeah like nostalgia in a way of um because there's certain ways that you and I are both very nostalgic oh, deeply nostalgic but, people and sentimental and romantic 90s nostalgia yeah where you're just talking about family matters for a 30 minute <laughs> episode yeah you're like if the Ninja Turtles were a slice of pizza which robot would eat the pizza or whatever and it's just like why is this the fetish I know. Like, we asked you beforehand about um, things that you guys hate, and one very specific thing was banter on TV about dinosaurs and robots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I Do don't... you know what we're talking about? <laughs> no. It's not a spe- we're not calling out a specific show or anything Oh, no, like I don't mean, yeah, I don't mean It's do you, just like just kind of in general, that? it's very straight. It's like it only exists straight. in like the straight world, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I guess that's not really true. Well, what's I think what's interesting is it a lot of times it's straight men writing female characters. Oh my god, it oh that, that's exactly it. Straight men writing female characters who are funky. <laughs> We're like right. this one you can bring home to mom and she's a freak. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. And it's like it it's always like a gorgeous thin white woman. Like with like thick glasses. With like thick glasses who's like has like a stack of papers and she's like I guess I love video games or whatever and and that kind of like that male fantasy yeah. of a woman which is such a f- goddamn nightmare. Yeah. There's um, something twee about like robots. And so twee. Robots and dinosaurs and I, I it is right yeah, in line like, with the I'm trying like to think of a good being example. like inoffensive, like a woman needing to be inoffensive above all else. Yeah. Even just in like taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Like just being reduced to the the, the taste of a child. Right. <laughs> the the couple of other things on your list that caught my eye were um, cartoons. <laughs> that I'm, so like a specific cartoon or just the entire <laughs> genre, the Growing entire art up, form. Sorry to interrupt you. Growing up, I always felt so alienated because I did not like cartoons. I was like, mm. it's not real. And yeah, I was like, yeah. I want to watch real people. I want to see real faces. Yeah, I always just didn't like it. Like animals running around bl- getting blown up and like like eating special like stuff. <laughs> I just was like it's not real. I just didn't I just yeah, never yeah, never enjoyed it. Cut hard. to me like footage of me as a child buckled over laughing in such joy over cartoons that are not real. Well, I mean, this is also I feel like sort of tied to the 90 like or like hatred of like 90s nostalgia, which is like when you're at a party and people start singing "Part of Your World" from Little Mermaid. Like that. That is my biggest Kiss the girl. nightmare. They played "Kiss the Girl" when I walked down the aisle. Kate's not married. Wedding where that happened. You what? I'm scared. I like went to a wedding where that happened. I have to cut that. <laughs> it's like feels so real in my, in my mind. The other, the other item that I I love is people who claim to hate the word moist. Oh my god! It's one of your hated items. Yeah, they're like you've heard that, right? That's like an urban. Like somebody once said that, and it spread like a wildfire. I know. And it was like, if you have nothing to say, say this. Yes, literally. I mean, yes. I remember hearing it for the first time, maybe in middle school. So I'm like, I hate the word moist. Yeah. And even then, even it being the very first time I had ever heard that spoken, I was like. Something's off. I was like, you... You were like, by the way, no, you don't. You literally... <laughs> no, you don't. I do not believe that you actually hate the experience of hearing the word moist enough to voice that right now. Like, no. there's no word that truly is, like, disturbing enough to hear that you have... I mean, you know, unless it's a racial epithet. <laughs> but, like, yeah. but I but I just don't... I do not buy it. It's like, that is a substitute for personality. Do the work. Do the Build work. a personality. Volunteer. You know, like, <laughs> talk to your grandparents. Don't... Don't... Just be like, I hate the word moist. <laughs> like, like it's it's just not a substitute for the work. Yeah, yeah. I th- this is like genuine life advice for for people listening. Yes, do yeah. the work. Yeah, <laughs> do the work. It's not easy, honey, and we all have to. Yeah, we all have. It's to. not. And lots of, but you just and the work is there. You just have to do it. <laughs> and by the way, the work is always happening. The like, work's we're constantly. Not, just because we are have clearly done. I have so much work. Oh, to Oh, I have so much work to do. <laughs> Okay, a couple last, like, general questions. Yeah. How would you describe the worst possible date that you can imagine being mm. on? I feel like we've—oh, okay, this is just—I'm going to immediately say this. Yeah. I, my The worst possible date for me is, like, if you're in some—like, if someone took me to one of those, like, carnivals or, like, state fairs, and was hoping to live out one of those sequences in a movie where and you're like, like, got you a bear. Yeah, got me a bear. And we're kind of running around, and then we're on a ride, and then there's cotton candy, and then there's like a kissing it booth. Kind of fun. I mean, I, I think it could be fun. I'm just more talking about their intentions. Like if if yeah. like if they were trying, if I could feel that they were trying to like be in a movie with me in that moment. You yeah. know what I mean? Like right, if they were trying right, right. to live out a, a kind of like indie where it's like, yeah, like that that would be a nightmare for me. Okay. Okay. Kate, do you have anything I'm similar? I'm trying to think. I was married at 17, so I'm trying to think back. Um, <laughs> um, Live music is tough. <gasps> hands down. Yeah, I Having to go right. on a date with someone that you don't really know to a live 
music show. That's not like Beyonce. Be- it's not Beyonce. Because first of all, exactly. Like if it were a true You're pop concert. You're either seeing Rihanna on LSD. Yeah. Or go to dinner. Yes, yes. Because having to be, first of all, you can't hear them. Yeah, live music so, is never so you're, good. So you're you're only talking outside. Hey, how are you? And then you get inside. You have to scream into their face to be heard. Right. You're frozen in fear of either dancing or not dancing. It's like, what do you do? I know. What a nightmare. Right. That being said, <laughs> <laughs> try the Philharmonic. You know, have fun. Oh yeah. All right. Okay. Um, what is one habit you would mo- you most wish you could get rid of? Mm. Your worst habit, I guess. Well, we're both currently trying to get rid of our crippling addictions to social media. It's number one. I really <laughs> it's, don't it's think the there's anything thing. more. And yeah. I don't want to brag, but I actually am today day nine of no social media, though I did do a quick promotional tweet yesterday. <laughs> but I didn't check. And I took I took Twitter and Instagram off my phone. I, I did, did a full well. seven days with nada. Yeah. And I did one thing and checked. And I, I don't I truly don't know. I can't return to the way it was before because also I, I can't trust myself. Yes, absolutely. If it's on my phone, I will be looking at it. Absolutely. And if I'm on my computer and I let myself, I just will constantly. I know. So I don't see a healthy balance of it. And I've, I'm have i so disgusted in my own behavior surrounding it. And it's sickening and so much time has already been lost. And oh so God. I feel like I just have to stop now. Well, I, we always talk about this, but it's just like – our like Facebook came about like right before Kate and I were like turned twenty. Yeah, so I was like, seventeen. We have literally I... spent the entirety of our twenties on Facebook. Like it, it is devastating. Like we didn't have the time to learn. Like it took t- I would say ten years for us to learn how just how poisonous it was. I will say though, thank and God, unfortunately, it was the that early, was during our twenties. <laughs> it was the early days of Facebook. Yeah, pre smartphone. Right. So it was like you couldn't just have Facebook with you everywhere. Right. That's true. So thank God for that. Um, but yeah, that's that's my number one vice. It's like it's true addiction. I'm yeah. genuinely powerless against I know. Like I'm absolutely powerless I know. when it comes to checking. Is it just like the time that you spend on it or like what it does to your mood or creativity? It's time, it's, which it's, is it's time. time and then the quality of the time. It's not it's, it'd be one thing if we were like I mean, I would rather be addicted to porn. Like, I would rather be, like... I've already battled that addiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, me too. I'm battling it right now. <laughs> but, like, I mean, it, it's... Like, the time spent watching porn, at the very least, is, like, physically, like, two enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. But also, it's two minutes. Right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> for me. <Yeah. laughs> oh, honey, it's one for me. But, like, but but it, it is just, like, the it's so fruitless, social me- checking social media. It is like, because I will check, I, I spent, the other day I, I took a train from Connecticut to New York, then a car from New York to, or, f- you know, to JFK, which was like another hour, then like a seven hour plane ride. And the entire time, that entire time, not one break, except when we were taking off, I was on my phone. And I can't tell you a single thing that happened. Like, I can't, there was, no, I didn't yeah. do anything of value. I, it was just That's scrolling. what it is. And that directly is creativity and quality of life. Yeah. Like, it sounds over the top, but truly just in this last week, I felt really good. Yeah. And I found myself, like, looking out the window while I drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> like, just little things like yeah. that. And, like, I know John's always said this, but, like, when you put your phone down, phone down, you like notice like the symmetry in a room. Yeah, you like, like the contours of a room. You're like, I haven't, oh, I haven't been aware of like actual space in so long. Yeah, just like the rooms that you're in. Yeah, and looking at other people, like yeah. just being. So that's my my major thing that I'm trying to. It's my absolute most destructive habit. Yeah, me too. 
That and the vandalism. Right. (laughs) 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 All right. Let's do our our version of Would You Rather. It'll be what we end on. So um, we call it Which is Worst. Mm -hmm. And we'll give you two scenarios and you have to pick which is worst. So first, swallowing an entire guinea pig alive or spending an entire week in a tub full of expired mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise, for sure. It's better. Better. Yeah, oh, wait, wait, which, which is, is worse. worse. Guinea pig. Guinea pig's worst. Worse. Without any hesitation. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. We can agree on that one. Okay, good. Um, watching one another take a shower or watching one another eat a raw hot dog while maintaining eye contact. Um, Which is I would worse. rather. Well, both are actually, I would say, not that bad for us. Absolutely we've, not. We've I don't really care. burned. <laughs> the shower a lot of... is worse, just because. The sh- yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's the one. The one thing is that John and I haven't seen each other's genitalia. Although I feel like John, you've seen I my vagina. I have seen your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I one time, John and I, John and I were talking through the bathroom wall, uh, through the bathroom door, as we do constantly. Yes. And I had taken a shower, and I came out. Like naked for a second, forgetting that I was naked to yeah. like finish a thought. Yeah, <laughs> is that when you saw it? I think it? that was it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you've never seen mine. I've never seen your penis. And thank God. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you really can't. Of course I can. That's sweet, by the way. But I yeah. understand. I don't. I don't. By the want way, you to see I it can. At all. I, I don't know. care. Okay, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it's good to beautiful. know your boundaries. It's good to hey. know yeah. you know where the friendship ends. Yes. Um, okay, which is worst, lady in the tramping, a corn on the cob with one another, <laughs> or lady in the tramping, a, a mushy log of cookie dough? Worse. I don't want to do it with cookie dough. <sighs> You'd rather the solid corn on the cob? The corn. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We get so sick with the cookie yeah. dough. That's the, ma- that's the main concern. Yeah. Which is worst, accidentally murdering Mariah Carey or <laughs> accidentally murdering one another? Mariah. One another. I'd rather murder Mariah. Well, yeah. Don't oh, yeah. Sorry. Worse, which Jesus, is worse. You think I would have caught on by now? <laughs> accidentally murdering you. I can't. I'd kill myself. Yeah, I, I would immediately question. kill myself if yeah. I kill if I killed you. I mean, also Can if I imagine? killed Mariah Carey, I would immediately. I mean, killing someone I think is is you know the worst. The worst, <laughs> <laughs> particularly on accident. We'll we'll end on this one. Um, watching one another give birth to a grown version of Dwayne the Rock Johnson, or uh, giving a sponge bath to a, a naked Kellyanne Conway. <gasps> Whoa! Birth because I want to watch you give a sponge bath, to Kellyanne. <laughs> but wait, it's watching the birth or giving the sponge bath. I was like, well, first of all, John better watch me give birth. I don't really I need you in the room. Either, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be there. John will be in the room. He'll yeah. literally see my child before I do. He'll see it crowning. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think I think that I think Kelly and no, no, I think the birth one's worse. Yeah. I mean, there is some, I actually like weirdly want to give a sponge bath to Kelly yeah. and Conway just to be like to get in like to just get in her head get in her head and just like maybe like that kind of gentle like soapy activity by would, the way like, that's all she needs that's all anyone needs yeah. is the sponge bath and then they can drop it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah totally literally they're in it for the sponge bath yeah and they're not getting it yeah like how much pain can I cause yeah. to make up for the fact that I can't get a sponge bath <laughs> <laughs> I think we just solved everything 
I know. <laughs> John Early and Kate Berlant, thank you both so much. Um, best of luck with we everything. We had a blast. This was so fun. Thank you. Where can people find you and your work? Well, oh, wow. KateBerlant.com, at KateBerlant on Twitter and Instagram. Whereas mine is JohnEarly.tumblr.com. Couldn't afford the domain. Uh, <laughs> at Bajonce on Twitter and Instagram. Amazing. Thank you both so much. And we'll see you next time. See Thank ya. you. Bye. All right. Bye. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, we have to do our chasers. Chasers are the good things that help the bad things go down. We like to end on a positive note. You know, Barry, do you have a chaser this week? Matt, I do have a chaser this week. And it's actually thanks to you because I'm a stupid idiot and I didn't know that you can download Netflix shows on your tablet or computer or whatever. Yeah. I'm going on vacation next week. Great. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I'm going to download a bunch of shows so that I can watch it the entire week. I'm just going to go to Mexico and watch TV. Yeah. Netflix has a whole download tab and you can download most all of the shows. Yes. What is your chaser this week, Matt? My chaser this week is a book. What? What? You read? I do read, asshole. Anyway, I always used to read a bunch when I was a kid and then I stopped because college ruined books for me. But now I'm trying to get back into it. And so I started reading a lot more. And I just read a book that's been at the top of the New York Times bestseller list. And it's called The Woman in the Window. And it is the first book that I've read in a long time that made me gay gasp (laughs) multiple times. Like, (gasps) that was me. Another Olympic competition. Gay Gay gasping. gasping. I would win. You would. it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcast or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever else you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button then rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit, okay? Also it helps to push us up in the rankings and then everybody will love how much we hate everything. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Josh Gwynn, Jenna Weiss-Berman, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Max Linsky, Maddie Sprunkheiser, Jess Hackle, and Mark and Julian at the Invisible Studios. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can find me on all the social medias at Matt Bellisai. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. Can you do that in? (gasps) 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 That was me the whole time. (laughs) 